Welcome to By Design with Lynn and Danette. We're so glad you're here. I'm Lynn. And I'm Danette. And our hope is that this is a space where you'll find encouragement for your home and for your soul. We have real conversations about God, interior design, and all the things we love. Our hearts are to encourage women to run their race, to keep their eyes on God. And somehow we manage to offer up some design advice for your homes in between. We share from our real life experiences and from time to time, we talk to some amazing guests. And head over to our website, bydesignpodcast.com, where you'll find links to all our shows and the things we talk about. There are also links to follow us on Instagram and Facebook, and now even Pinterest. You can also even listen to our show right on our site, and there are links to subscribe via iTunes or your Android devices. We would also love to hear from you. So if we could ask you a favor right now, if you could head over to wherever you're listening to this from, and if you could leave a review, that would be awesome. It just helps other people um, find our podcast easier and it keeps it more visible in the queue when people are searching for new podcasts to listen to. So we would just really, really appreciate that because we really want to just spread some love and some design. Right. And also on our website, we are always sharing images of the design things that we talk about. So there's oh, yeah. lots of good inspiration there. And, um, you know, you can kind of put a picture to whatever we're chatting about. It really so, does help. Yeah. Like, it's funny, even for me, <laughs> like I was re-listening to the podcast and I was like, oh, look. There's actually a picture. <laughs> it's not just in my head. Yeah. You're welcome. Anyway, <laughs> so make sure you check that out. And I honestly am so excited about the Pinterest thing now. Like to find us, you can link also on our website to our Pinterest board. So for every episode that we have put out, there is a Pinterest board to go along with it. So whether that be do-it-yourselves or recipes or products we talk about. Or even books. A lot of the oh, books we talk about. the books. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just easy. And then it's just Pinterest. Hello. We all spend a lot of time on there anyway, so... It's kind of great. I, yep. I love it. It's so fun. So it's great to be here again. We're in the new house. So we're podcasting in a new spot. Just kind of like, I feel like we're imposing on somebody else's I know. <laughs> I know. It's really weird. <laughs> yeah. It is kind of weird, right? Yeah. And there's an ugly light above us. And I that know. kind of affects my mood. And I know. Kurt, bless him. He was so sweet. He like tried to set it up as much as he could for me. And he put the rug down and got my desk in the middle of the room so that we could both sit at it. And... Um, but it's funny. That was one of the things he was like, sorry about the light fixture. <laughs> I'm like, it's okay, honey. I have a new one. Don't worry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know me better than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we are so thankful to be here at the new house. Uh, we had Halloween here, which was kind of fun and to trick or treated in our new neighborhood with our amazing new neighbors. And, um, you know, of course that means I got to steal candy from my children. Yeah. I, we're having a problem at our house with mm. candy every day. I, I mean, know. it's been you know, over a week and yeah. the amount of candy that's being eaten by me and the children <laughs> is embarrassing. Well, so I'm just going to throw it all out. Right, right. And I heard like for people that have like little kids that, or if mommy's been eating too much of it, they just say the two fairies come and taking it away because she loves them too much. Isn't that just so nice that you're not the bad guy? You just blame somebody else. In our culture, that just seems fitting. Oh, the tooth fairy loves them. <laughs> right. Yeah. There's some My, good theology yeah. for you. <laughs> Seriously, though, through all of this candy eating, um, this is a little confession time. I love chocolate, which isn't a surprise. But um, my family are all in Canada. Our chocolate in Canada is pretty fantastic. Um, 
It's just, I don't know. It's so weird how it tastes different. I know. And it's at the same brands. Like we'll have Cadbury and Hershey's and whatever, but our chocolate, it's just better. Like, I don't it's know why. So, it I, really there's not many is. things where I'll say that Canada is better than the USA, but in chocolate, I'm saying it. Okay. So I'm so sorry. That's I it. love you so much. But anywho, they brought us chocolate. Okay. Kurt's parents came and my mom and dad sent chocolate and my husband, of course, we hide it. So the kids don't even know how much is really here because we're good parents. So we hide it for our own consumption. And Kurt and I are sitting in bed watching TV. He pulls out a Kit Kat bar because I love Kit Kat bars. Okay. We all do. I have a way I eat them, which I've discovered since becoming friends with you that this is like another one of our kindred bonding things. Yes. We eat them the same way. Right. And I know no one else who eats a Kit Kat like we do. But we enjoy it. Yes. There's an art. And so we eat all the way down the sides, like little <laughs> church mice. We eat the chocolate <laughs> off the entire way. outside first. He just cracked open that wrapper and bit it off. Like bit yeah. into it. I was like, <gasps> why? Yeah. And, just close your eyes. Oh Don't my golly. watch. I, I was, I've been with you for 17 years and I had no idea you've disrespected the Kit Kat bar for <laughs> like yes. your whole life. That's so sad. I know. Anyways, I can't watch him eat it. <laughs> Like, just give it to me. I'll, I'll eat it. Thank you. Just leave the Kit Kat bars to me. <laughs> On the flip side, can you imagine how he feels watching oh, you eat one? He's like, like what? what is wrong with you? <laughs> just eat it. See, that's not a surprise though to him. <laughs> he knows I'm loco. So but that's no surprise. I also then, after all the chocolate is off, I eat it in layers. Oh, yeah. So then I turn Pop it, it off. And then I eat it layer by layer oh, of mercy. the like, cookie. Especially with crisp. a cup of coffee. Sick. Oh, Something's so wrong with us. I know. Well, yeah. this is why we're friends. See, well, but this, birds of a feather. I know, but we like freaked out when we figured out we <laughs> ate a Kit Kat, Kit Kat the same way. Oh, so hey. dumb. Well, now the whole world knows that we're nerdy like that with our chocolate. But anyways, I highly recommend that if you can order on Amazon, we'll have links to like Canadian chocolate. Canadian chocolate. <laughs> Even our Kit Kat bars are different. Like our Kit Kat bars to the American Kit Kat bars. And I, I actually can't eat them down here because they may contain nuts. You say Kit Kat so fast. Oh, I, I'm so sorry. I've discovered I talk way too fast. <laughs> I sometimes I hear like yeah, my but, second and third grade teachers going like, slow down. <laughs> <laughs> it was like that big of a word. Like, I don't even know how okay. you, I, I don't even know. I know. I'm special. <sighs> Anywho, but that being said, it's been full weekends for all of us. Right. Too much candy. Too much candy and time changes and all the real mm. life stuff, right? But it's sunshine now mm. in the morning when we wake up. It I is. love daylight savings time. So do I. I'm and so happy. The fall one's my favorite because we get an extra hour of sleep. Yeah, that was a glorious Sunday for me. Oh, I just loved that you didn't know about it and I just was so excited. <laughs> right, yeah, you sent me a text and I had no idea. It was like the best morning ever. Well, and it was one of those really hilarious ones of like share, like, you know, if you could turn back time, you know, the share song and Oh yeah. Because I was I'm a nerd that way. So <laughs> anyways. Yeah. But and that was a big weekend. It was. And I was coming off a little bit of an emotional night. So I who has been uh, I didn't like even sleep basically okay. the whole night. Right. I was, you need to back up though and tell us. Okay, so you have been starting kind of doing some new things like God's put on your heart, like with new people and new burdens almost on your heart do you say yeah i yeah it's been in the works mm -hmm. I, I think it, even when we put our house up for sale geez that was 
2013. So mm-hmm. it's been right. a good three years, like before, you know, the whole Derek getting sick thing. It was right. before that. Well, then you've had like, you had a baby and... Right. We were just really affected by, um, it was actually, we had went to a thing at our church. I think Loveland, our friend Loveland Palm was sharing, a, having someone come and speak about adopting children and building wells in um, Africa and just being there. It, it was when I was pregnant, I think for Rowan back then it started like wow. something God just like mm-hmm. spurring a love for people um, in our hearts and, and just not wanting to live like typical America says right. you need to live. Right. And so it's been a long process and it hasn't been always pretty. And, you know, we've well, changed the way like we've lived. And Exactly. You've know, tried to do things now though. Right. Yeah. So it's been a long process um, since I think it started brewing inside and when God was like kind of tugging at us to just open our view up and maybe look at how we spend our money and mm-hmm. how we spend our time right. and what really matters in this world. And so, um, yeah, I mean... So now tell mm-hmm. us how, how have you changed? Hmm. Well, like, what are you doing differently now? Yeah, A couple of years ago, I would say maybe a year and a half ago, probably. Um, when we, after we moved out to our house, um, we moved to a new, n- near a new city mm-hmm. and it's just completely different kind of demographic right. than, than Valpo where Absolutely. we're, you know, it's a little bit different community. Right. And I don't know, we just kind of felt like God was calling us to help more broken people and make ourselves available. Mm. And and so I had had a, um, a desire um, to maybe get involved in like prison ministry. Yeah, and just I remember helping. you talking about that. Yeah, and, and it, you know, but when God was kind of saying this to my soul, I was like, how, how is that even possible? How do I ever get to that point? Because right. I'm so busy right? and I don't know how, I don't know who, I don't know how I could ever do anything like that. Mm-hmm. Like I just, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Oh, like yeah. how do you get, how do, do you, you start? How do you step into that kind of situation? Right. And so um, I did pray about it and waited and opened my eyes and mm-hmm. then Months went by, right, mm-hmm. of regular life, and I was at my sister-in-law's, Janelle's house one morning, and I love to take pictures. It's mm-hmm. like a passion of mine yeah. just to take pictures. So I had my camera with me, and I was taking pictures of her field. They are farmers, and they live out in the country, and like the sun and the oh, Indiana beautiful, f- yeah, right. cornfields, like it just... I love you it. You were just capturing those moments I of beauty. Was, and it was kind of late in the day and I was a little frustrated because I was taking a picture out over the field and way back in the distance, you could see the lights from a local prison, a men's prison in the, in the background of my picture. And I was thinking to myself, I'm going to have to edit that out oh or something. Oh my goodness, really? Yeah, and, yes. And so, and then... It was, I was so like convicted of the fact that I am trying to capture a beautiful picture that is just a picture of a sun and of a light streaming across cornfield, but the real beauty I want to edit out, which is hurting people who need loved on. Yeah. And so after- That are lost and broken and- Yes. And like, I wanted to wipe it out of my picture because it wasn't pretty to see in the background. Oh my God. And God really convicted me of that. So I started from that point on doing searches of like local prisons and how to get involved. And, you know, we went to that Rooted Conference in Chicago Mm -hmm. and I got to hear- um, 
Shannon Martin and right. her hu- husband, who's a jail chaplain, talk. And I like met them. Um, I kind of, I think, saw them out in the lobby space and like jumped them and started talking to them. <laughs> and they were both looking at me like, holy cow, this And they're kind of local people too. Because they they're from like Northwest Indiana. Also. Yeah. And we know some of the same people. So right. I instantly think we're best friends. Right. And they, they think we're I'm crazy. Right. Which I am because I have it's no okay. filter. I feel like I know everyone. Okay. And the, the best part about all of this now is that Shannon Martin has been on our podcast. And yeah, so it's just been, so sweet. Right. She's so gracious. <laughs> She really is. Yes. Yeah. So their story and their talk mm-hmm. and Bob Goff and all oh that goodness, just their heart. I sat in the, you know, up in the top row and bawled my eyes mm. out the whole time I was there. So God's been working. Yeah. And um, so I did some searching and found a, like a local home for women that just opened that is um, transitioning women from prison. Um, like when they, you know, are released, it's it's a way to help them heal through addiction and through Christ. So mm. it, it helps them. Mind, body, soul type thing. It really does. Yeah. yeah. The, the lady who runs it, her name's Sunshine and it's mm. her nickname like S-O-N Shine oh. because Jesus changed because her life. Jesus. Yeah. And yeah. she has an amazing testimony and we will have her on here. Oh yeah. She is, oh, for sure. she's quick and she's crazy, but she is, um, she talks fast. So you and her probably speak the same language. I'll just sit here and stare at you guys. But her testimony and her passion for women and the Lord and how she gets things done is just rocking my world. So yeah. So then anyway. she was able to like get you kind of plugged in, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was funny. All in one day, I like found her on the internet because I was searching for jail chaplain and she came up. She's not a jail chaplain. I have no idea how Google connected me to her, but I like went that's to their called site. The Holy Spirit. Yeah. <laughs> I went to their site and I was like reading through it all. And um, I sent an email mm-hmm. and she, and with my phone number and was just sent a real, you know, simple, like, Hey, I'm a girl who loves the Lord. I feel this call to get involved, whatever, nothing. Right. She called me back and she just so happened to be searching for a designer at oh, the same time. And so she's like asking me, so like, what do you do? And I'm like, I'm an interior designer. And I, and she's like, what? And we ended up meeting later that same day. Oh my goodness. Talk. It was so, it was just like, oh my God, God was meeting my need and her mm. need in the same thing. So oh I'm kind of, goodness. Go- it gives me goosebumps. Yeah. So it's, we're still trying to get together and I'm trying to help them over there. Just kind of beautify the home for the women. So they feel special, and special loved. and loved yeah. and make it homey and not right. just walls with paint. Right. 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 So anyway, that's a work in progress, but, um, so I'm helping her with that and just hope to be able to make relationships and mm. love on the women. But, you know, from, the point of me um, having those thoughts a year ago mm-hmm. to, you know, me actually sending an email, it took a long time right. of putting off and, you know, God leading. And that takes courage, right? Yeah. Like for so, us to actually start doing something that God's called, like laid on our hearts. Yeah. And you got to put hands and feet to it. Right. And, and it's, it's different for all of us, but mm-hmm. like for you, it was, I just need to send an email. You just start Googling yeah. people in our area and... Right. It's baby steps. Right. You know, it's like a step here and then God leads you. And now I know this is when I, where my heart is. Right. And um, so I love this. So you have made like some relationships with some of these women that are broken or healing. And um, I just love the way you, like it bleeds out of you. You know, like I love that because yeah. it's, it's so exciting when you see your friends doing things that God's clearly called them to do and mm-hmm. he's blessing, you know, like he's opening doors and he's making a way and, um, not yeah. that it's perfect. No, and not it's not that perfect. It's, you and know, I'm not but, like some like, you know, 
saint for anything. It's just God oh, asking so me great. to take the next step, and I am. And so, Being willing, right? She's having that willing heart. Mm-hmm. Right. And so um, I'll share a, a link to this home if there's anyone yeah, who wants to donate or support them in yeah. and, and this, you know, Northwest Indiana area. Absolutely. And, you know, how I, one of the, one of the ways that even led me to this point was I heard Jamie Ivey talk about helping in a prison ministry oh, yes, that's on right. her podcast. Yes. And you know, she was, on, she's involved in with she's her involved, prison. And she was actually on our friend Rita's podcast and yes. she talked about it. I had to listen to that so many times to find it for her to say that. And then I ended up emailing the ministry and talking to the that's woman so that Jamie cool. Ivan works with. Cause I was like, how do I how, get involved? Yeah. So she's the one who told me to search for, um, <laughs> That's so the cool. jail chaplain, like so. It's just hilarious how God. But that's how God uses, right? Like yeah. pricks at our hearts for like little things that we hear and that mm-hmm. like strike a chord of like, oh, I desire that, <laughs> and I need that. That makes me like hungry and thirsty for more. You right? know, and, and that's how I would describe myself. Is it's a a hunger and a thirst, and mm-hmm. um, you know, also part of my journey ever since Derek had gotten sick is this whole writing and blogging thing, and like I feel God asking me to share my heart on paper, mm-hmm. and um, so I had written this post over the weekend because I before that I hadn't written in literally a like long time. a long time, like eight months. You and I have been so busy, yeah, and um, you know, with our design work, we have mm-hmm. lots of projects, we have our families, we have church, we have this podcast. Oh, yeah, it, we have very full plates, yeah. So, I hadn't been writing, but I still have that desire. And like, whenever I worship, mm. I have words, and I would never get a chance to sit down, and I never felt, um, I don't know. There, there are people who are like real life writers who set time apart every day to write. And like, I look forward to being able to do that when, um, after I clear my plate of some more things here, cause you know, right. we're in the process of doing that. We are because we want to open our lives up. That's to, right. We want to be more available for things like this, that God's asking us to do for whoever it is, whoever, whether they're seen or unseen, but we want to be available and willing. Right. I don't want to have every minute of my day full, full. I yeah. want, yes. I want to leave no, room for you. the spirit to work and to yeah. be available for people. And that's something that, like, it's funny, I was really convicted of when I was reading Seated with Christ, and Heather Holloman's going to be coming on our podcast, which I'm so excited about in the next few weeks. But she was saying how um, studies show that we're supposed to be, like, running at 60% and even less than that, so that we aren't missing things. And we're all running at, like, 120%, and we're missing some really great things, like ways that God can reveal himself to us and through us. So, Amen. And she came and spoke at our church. I haven't read the book yet. I have it. I'm dying to read it. Yeah. But um, just the conversation that we had, the oh, 60%, yeah. like, I'm ready to do it. Absolutely. But, like, how exciting is that, though? Like, so you were able to say no to a couple of things so that you were available to, you know, attend a banquet and then what God did through that. Right. Yeah. So what Lynn is saying, what she's alluding to is that there is this home that I, this women's home, it's called the Worthy Women's Recovery Home. And so um, the lady who runs it, they own, they do a, like a um, fundraising event every year. And I, she had mentioned it to me. I wanted to go. I bought a ticket a long time ago and I was just smart enough. I, um, I thought I bought two tickets, but I really only bought one. So I was going solo. Which is so scary. No, because my sweet husband um, works the weirdest hours and I didn't want to have to um, find a sitter and all this stuff. So it was just me planning on going. And in the meantime, she's been sending me um, 
just little messages and stuff asking me to help a, a local woman out that lives near me who's just a struggling. girl who, yeah, struggling. And her and I have seemed to really hit it off. So she, I took her with me. It was great for her to get to see sunshine and just, you know, her and I to get to spend some time together. But she comes from a, um, you know, a hard past like the rest of us do. A broken story. A broken story, yeah. So we were just heading up to you know, this fundraiser. And I knew that it was up north in our area to north and east of where we live. And Mm. it actually happens to be where I used to live when I was in my early 20s, Mm. um, when it was a very different time in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, Something that God used to define who Mm -hmm. I was, but I had gotten married really young. Um, I was just 19. I was a brand new baby believer in Jesus. I was on fire for God. And, you know, I, I had read somebody say once that like baby believers are like little vampires <laughs> because they like, just like jump on people and like, ah, here's the gospel. Like that was me. I was a baby vampire. And oh. most of my friends, um, that know me from high school, I was like not raised in the church and a crazy wild girl, mm. you know, whatever. No Jesus. I can't no. imagine you. It's oh yeah. so funny, right? Right. So anyway, when I became this crazy Jesus Bible thumper, um, I got some looks. Yeah, and a lot of a lot of a lot of people probably thought I was nuts and still do, but that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah. I'll be nuts with you. <laughs> anyway, as a new believer in Baby Vampire, I um, which just sounds so holy, <laughs> <laughs> right? I got married to a guy who was also a baby believer. Mm. Um, or so it seemed, and we were off starting a life and it didn't work. Mm. It was very, very bad. It was like a toxic thing for you. It was a toxic situation. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to get into all that because I have respect for him and his family and um, it doesn't matter. Absolutely. Uh, But so we were married. That's where you were at that time in your life. And and now you're back going back there. I lived out in a house in that area and it was my life and my marriage was broken and my Mm. soul was just um, hurting. Yeah. It was bleeding. Like I, I spent most of my time alone actually, because I didn't want my family or anyone to know what was going on because I didn't want them to not like my husband and I knew Mm. sharing details. So I carried it for so long and then eventually it all came out what was really going on. And, um, so I, anyway, I would, um, I was in this big brand new house all by myself all the Mm. time and I would have this desire to, um, escape. Like I wanted to feel like I was doing something going somewhere Mm -hmm. and I would get in my car and like rush down the driveway and, you know, peel down the, it was a gravel road. It was out in the country. Like I was going somewhere, but I would drive around for hours sometimes um, and circle around. And then I would always usually end up just a little bit away from my house. Like I'm talking like a football field or two away from my house. There's this little banquet center and I would pull into the back parking lot and lose it. I would um, bawl my eyes out and scream and cry and just like, um, because, you know, I was a young girl who got married and I was looking at this man and kind of begging him to love me and he didn't. Mm. And it was such a messy, heart-wrenching situation and you can't do anything to change that in that moment, right? Mm -mm. You don't have the power to to change other people. Mm -mm. And um, 
Mm, which anyway. is so hard for us, right? Like in yeah, the, in the yes. real, in that, in, the, in that moment, that's just so heart wrenching. It was, and as a as a baby vampire, yeah. I was really judgmental <laughs> too yeah. on like divorce and um, all of that kind of stuff. I remember when I got married, I said. I will never mm-hmm. get divorced. Mm-hmm. I remember where I was standing when I said it. Wow. Oddly enough. And uh, you know what? I, I did end up getting divorced. Mm. We were married six years, I think. Mm. My early 20s were very full of tears and hurt. And But look at how, you know, of course that wasn't the way you wanted it to be, right? Like that was not your heart for it. And no. it just goes to show your brokenness during that time and just how God has healed you since. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's been healing. And even during that time, like, um, I hid myself in the scriptures. Mm. I read so much of God's word during my early twenties. Like I buried myself in it. I, this is my favorite, one of my favorite things about you, because I think that is just such wisdom. So yes, you are a little baby vampire, early baby (laughs) Christian, but either somebody, told you or the Holy Spirit like gave you that desire to just bury yourself in God's word, which is just, that's what we should be doing when, you know, we should be going. But since then you have like so much, um, you have so many portions of scripture memorized Mm -hmm. that I just love the way God's used that still. Right. And that's what the promise in his word, like hide his word in your heart and you know like that it's always there yeah and i saw some of that come out that hiding the whole hiding of the word in your heart Mm. when derek was sick yes um i would speak scripture over him like um i i just didn't know how to survive the situation Mm -hmm. so i would say scripture out loud and it would give us hope or like even after he was awake in his coma in his room he would have this look of desperation and brokenness on his face. Cause we thought we were never getting out of there. It was months. It was torture. And, um, mm. like the scripture would just come out of me. And, yes. and you know, this is that like, too. this is like 15 that. years later. Right. And not that I walk around and quoting scripture. Like I even know it's in there. Right. But I like memorized mm. books of the Bible and they're still somewhere inside. Amen. And I don't do that all the time now. I'm not like holier than thou. But no. I was I was on my face in a desperate situation. But I that's like, what comes out of you though. When you're broken and yeah. you're hurting, the word of God will come out of you. Like that is powerful. Mm-hmm. Like that's convicting for me. And um, not that, not in a bad way, but like I should know God's word better. You know what I mean? Like I want yeah, it to me be. Me too. I should right? know God's word better. I but don't know we should, all God's all word. should. Like that's the right. thing. Like so that when we have those moments that's what we run to. That's our right. refuge. Mm-hmm. And I hid in the Psalms, mm. you know, that where the broken hearts go. Like I, yeah, have, that's, that's, so that's what comes out when David someone's hurting. <laughs> so like now I'm this person that like when someone's hurting, I'm just like, I want to wrap mm, my arms around yeah. him and just speak the word of God over them. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's what, what comes out. Um, so, so now you're back there <laughs> so, yeah. sitting in this banquet hall. Right. So the thing is, is I bought tickets to go to this banquet. Um, and I knew that it was at this banquet center that I hadn't been to in a long time, but I don't think about things until I get there. I don't even torture yourself. I was like, oh, it's fine. Not a big deal. But as I'm driving there and I'm going on that road that used to be my road home (laughs) and, um, and then I get, I pull in this parking lot and I see the little road that takes me back to where I used to live. Like, you know, when you, when you've got been through something very hard and hurtful, you just don't go back there. It's a trigger. It's a trigger, mm-hmm. yeah, and you don't want to experience the feels and see this, see it all. It's just, it can be really ugly. It's hard, yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so I was 
it was just and I, you have this new girl with you who's, I had this new girl with me and I didn't want to make it about me because it was right, about her right and so I just kind of Ugh. um held in my feelings and so and then when we were in this banquet there's women broken women on a stage mm. telling their stories of mm. hurt and addiction and pain and they're crying their tears and the whole time I'm sitting there I see myself on the car on the other side of the wall 15 mm. 20 years ago Just bawling like my eyes out like someone could be out there doing the same thing yeah. right now I'd never you know it was oh so bizarre to be on this side of the wall where I'm healed and mm. in Christ and strong and in a marriage where I'm just loved and adored and mercy mm. it, God can turn situations around. And I never thought I would get remarried. I didn't think I deserved mm. it. I tortured right. myself for years. Right. I was unworthy and broken. And now I see that um, God works it all out for our good. And Amen. he is, he orchestrates it all. He, He's a beautiful, loving God, and you never know what He's doing. Nothing's ever wasted. Because 15 or 20 years later, He's going to take you back to that same spot and say, now you can use all of that. And like, I didn't even know how specifically He meant for me to be with these women until I was in that situation. You know what I mean? Oh, it's so... How can God do that? Give me desires to serve Him and to to have a heart for broken women and then take me back to the backyard of where I used to spill my guts. It's just seriously. And that's just like, that's our God. Like that's our God. He does that for all of us. He he does that for all of us. It's so beautiful. Like we think we're doing something and really he brings it all the way back around and you see his goodness towards you and it all. And right. And it's not all about me. It's not that I have this great story or that I'm anyone and I'm not even a great writer. I'm just a girl who's been through a bunch of hard things. And I think God wants me to just, sometimes put words out there about it to encourage other people. And it's hard for me to share my heart um, Mm -hmm. on social media. Like I'm like kind of socially media retarded. I'm like, we've been growing this and you've been like helping me. (laughs) I have issues. It's okay. And so I've, um, I just loved that you you called me after the banquet on your way home and you dropped her off and I was bawling. I could hear it in your voice though. Like the freedom and the desire and the passion and the brokenness. Like I could hear it all like, and you were so excited. I remember you just, I just, I'll never forget. You're like, Lynn, I want to write. And I was like, yeah. girl, go write, go write, go write. And yeah. I don't even want to like distract you from it. I just want yeah. you to go and spill it out. And you did. And then it was so beautiful. And then you shared it right away, which I know is such a struggle. I know you are so careful about the words you say and put out there. And you, we know that there's weight to our words and people are watching and everything else. And we know that we're not perfect and so we, we agonize over these things sometimes and yeah. just seeing your confidence, knowing, no, this isn't even about me. This is about Mm-mm. God and what he's doing through me and through these other people. And I just get to sit and be present in it all. And mm-hmm. anyways, I was so proud of you. Then you just posted it. I'm so excited. I know. Well, we, yes. And you gave me a little kick in the butt to help me do that, which you that's didn't okay. even know. But that's the thing is like, I still feel like I'm a very small, nobody reads my blog. Mm-hmm. I don't care. I'm a very right. small, like, you're okay with that? Yeah. I have a small corner of the world and like, Amen. and that's fine. But the thing is, is you feel like you, your words are meaningless if you're not on a stage, mm. but they're not. They're and not. that's the thing. Since I wrote that, people that are my close friends have opened up and told me some of the things that have happened to them um, right. that I can encourage them in and I know them in a deeper way. And it's like, I don't know. Well, I think it was, God uses your words and your hurts. And for me, it happens to be sometimes writing them yeah. on 
a blog and yeah. and for other people it might be the words you say to the neighbor you have coffee with right. on your in your struggle and your story we all have to be willing to be a little bit of little, vulnerable yeah and transparent yeah instead of acting like we have it all together and not that all of us are called to the same degree of vulnerability or transparency but we're all called to love God and love others and sometimes that's being vulnerable Right. And I happen to be someone who I was texting with one of my friends who um, just opened up and shared some stuff with me. And we were saying like, I'm kind of the bleeding heart where Mm -hmm. I'm the one who somehow gets my feelings out with my friends and like Mm -hmm. really wants to talk and encourage Mm -hmm. the people around me. And she is like an onion and (laughs) she is so um, inside her protected zone because what she went through but I dealt with it in a completely different right. way. And so... And that's okay. And that's okay. Exactly. We're, but, you know, she has just beauty woven into who God has made her mm-hmm. to be and it involves her layers. Yeah. And so... You it's know, cool. I think it's like that C.S. Lewis quote that says that they're one of the most... I'm totally getting this wrong, but <laughs> paraphrasing is like one of the most beautiful things when you're talking to somebody is that moment when they go, me too. Yeah. You know, like when you give permission for somebody else to be seen and heard and not feel so alone. Mm-hmm. And that is so comforting because when you're in your hurt and brokenness and you feel alone, that's where it's so dangerous. You know, when you feel abandoned and unloved and unworthy and there's nobody there to be able to say, you're not, you're not alone in this. I'm right here mm-hmm. and it'll be okay. And there's a God who sees and loves you and let me tell you how he's seen and loved me mm-hmm. through my mm-hmm. struggles and brokenness. And it's one of my most favorite things to see happening around me and through me. And because none of us have it together. Like I we're, know, I, but it, that's who we like to pretend like we are. We mm-hmm. have it together or we just don't want people to know the complete truth. We're afraid right. we'll be rejected or judged. Right. And I know that just from being a girl who has a divorce yeah. in her past. I remember when I was wanting to get involved in youth group um a few years back and uh just was so excited and you know we were filling out the questionnaires and forms and one of the questions was um have you ever been divorced and i looked at my husband and i was like oh they're not gonna let me they're not gonna let me and so i was like (laughs) bawling and putting myself through the and then so when we were in the meeting like we had filled out the papers and turned them in and like I was like, I just want to talk to you about my divorce. And he, I was like, I just, you know, if there's, if you want to talk to the pastors that went through it with me that know the situation, right. like I felt like I, you right, might, right. they might need to know what really, what, what happened and right. all like, bleh, gross. Yeah. He was like, no, I was asking that question so that I could maybe pair you up with kids who are in divorced homes. All right. And like, I was condemning myself yeah. and not even giving them, <laughs> but it's an opportunity. But, but honestly though, it's also a good way to be like we need to have grace with our words because we don't want to shame somebody like that's oh right. my god i shame myself enough <laughs> but it, you know what it, it, it reminds me it's good it reminds me that um i'm not perfect right. and i i have jesus and Amen. you know i wouldn't i couldn't change i wouldn't new. change any of my story and like no. the way when you get broken in a situation you think it ends there yeah. and god turns it around like when i look at derek my yeah. husband now i belong here Amen. He is my soulmate. And I can say that and know it's true. And there are things that happened before to prepare you to be able to 
love him better the way he needs to be loved too. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I just, none of it's wasted. Like, I just love. I know, but through. God does that. Um, we all just, mm-hmm. we're so drawn to having a perfect picture. Yeah. And all throughout the Bible, you see that Jesus um, walking amongst people who mm-hmm. call themselves religious you know, zealots, and they're trying to live a perfect picture, but and it's not in their hearts, tombs. right? And Jesus always pulls that out, right. and He goes up to the person who is divorced, or who is a tax mm-hmm. collector, or who is like shunned. Yeah, and those yeah. are the people He wants to talk to. Right. So well, I'm look, in good company. All through, exactly, we all are. Thank goodness. And like, look through all the Old Testament too. God uses the messed up, broken people that don't have it all together, the weakest, the smallest, the Look at Gideon and David mm-hmm. and all these like stories of just mm-hmm. But God's we have to re- constantly remind ourselves exactly. of that, that we, it's okay to be broken. Yes, we don't have to be and large God and uses the broken. And, he uses man. it, man. It's, and it's a beautiful thing. I was just talking about that with my brother and my sister last night actually and saying how, because I was like telling them like, it's actually my like alive birthday again like this week and I get to kind of celebrate that and... um the fact that I'm I didn't go through with committing suicide and this is like my right. So a live birthday means yeah for me didn't. it's like I didn't go through with it and mm-hmm. I was really going through with it and that's an ugly awful shameful thing mm-hmm. and yet you know like I wouldn't trade any of it. It's a great opportunity for me to be able to say yes, God, I choose you. I choose to live for you now and I'm not gonna let my brokenness and the shame and the guilt and the things weigh me down to the point of me feeling hopeless and worthless. Mm-hmm. That is not who God's created me to be. And when you were in that situation, I bet you felt like you had to hide it. Oh, hide your thoughts. for like 30 years I hid it. Hide your, yeah. But but now, mm-hmm. since you brought it out into the open. Into the light. You're free. Amen. And God is using you to help other women who are struggling, young women. But this is the like, thing. Like, why do we want to pretend that our brokenness is a bad thing? Like, I love that, like reading Ann Voskamp's book right now, The Broken Way. Like she was saying, in the breaking, that's where the miracle happens. Mm-hmm. And it's just so true. Like, I just, I love that. And so be encouraged today, whatever you're facing or whatever you're feeling, um, you are deeply loved and cared for and you are seen and you're not alone. And if you are really struggling, you need to reach out for help. You know, you need to mm-hmm. um, go find uh, a trusted godly friend or um, go visit a local church that preaches the word of God and you find people that you can, you can like hold you accountable and to help you and to walk alongside you because you're not meant to live this life alone. And that's the worst thing you can do is mm-hmm. to isolate yourself. And we can both testify to that. Amen. Right. I spent too many years driving around in the car by myself, bawling and hugging myself. (laughs) I'm not even joking. I would hug myself and cry. I'm so sorry. (laughs) But that's okay because I was like... Could you imagine we were friends back then? (laughs) (laughs) I know. See, God knew that we could be, right? No. Oh, man. (laughs) We would have been bad for each other. (laughs) Truly. But, you know, and I also just want to encourage anyone that has a desire to get involved in something. Mm -hmm. You don't know how you're going to get there. If you have a desire to, like, reach out to... Any, any hurting group of people or do something different, do a little research. God will open a door. Google's there for a reason. It's not, it <laughs> allow, your finger, all bad. allow your fingertips to, you know. Tap, tap, tap. Yeah, just, yes. just do some And you know what it work. is. There is something pricking at you right now. You yeah. know what that is. There's something deep within whoever you are listening. You know what that is. So yeah, pray about it, it. Talk about it with a, like a friend to help 
pray and keep you accountable and do it. Yeah. And it's baby steps. Like I didn't go from that desire to jumping into my past in a the parking lot of tears. Like <laughs> in the parking lot it was of tears. A, it was a I feel big, like that's like a Green Day song. <laughs> <laughs> Can Kurt write it, please? <laughs> yes, Kurt, you write yeah. it. Um no, so that's so great. Anyway, it, it's it. a process and God will make you ready and he'll mm-hmm. And then you'll be more free on the other side. Oh, especially doesn't going, mean it doesn't hurt, but there's more freedom, right? And it's and this season can suck for a lot of people, you know, like going into Thanksgiving and the holidays and Christmas and all these things stir up a lot of feelings and a lot of people, whether it's even past hurts or you know things mm-hmm. that you used to celebrate or do differently, and yeah, it can mm-hmm. be a really hard time of year. So we're praying for you. Yes, we are. Well, anyway, I hope this. This whole episode is encouraging to any of you who are feeling a calling that you're afraid to step into. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, Lindsay kind of had to pull me into this to get me to talk about it today. Um, Just because I want to say that that I know that, you know, my stories that I tell are all about God. Mm -hmm. They all point to Him. They don't point to me. And so... You're I'm just arrow, a, darling. Right. I'm just an arrow. Let's all be arrows and point mm-hmm. other people back to God. You Amen. know, let's take the situations we're in and the hurts we have and try to find a way to use them for his glory. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and so. let's look at people as broken people, just like us, you mm-hmm. know, and love them well, no matter what. Yes. So. Amen. So anyway, uh, we are also going to have another episode this out this week, later in the week, right? It's so exciting. A little bonus. We're going to do a bonus episode this week because this is a bonus season. <laughs> yeah. In my mind, it the is. The bounty is For coming. me, I, this is my second Thanksgiving this fall, so. Yeah, because you guys are special. Because, yeah, I'm special, so I need to have to, I'm just extra thankful. <laughs> just joking, it's because I'm Canadian. <laughs> so anyways, but we're going to have a bonus episode later this week, so stay tuned for that. Yeah, we're going to talk about centerpieces and give ideas Getting for, ready for Thanksgiving. Yeah, give you some time ahead to gather the goods. Yeah, get so ready. make sure you go and subscribe on iTunes or whatever um, podcast app you use, and uh, make sure you follow us along. We will talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.